a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Busy day. Goodness. Busy day. Goodness. 8 a.m. meeting, 8.30. No, no, 8.30 meeting. 8.30 meeting. 9 meeting. meeting. Now. Now we're recording. And and then then we have a 5 o'clock meeting or yeah. five o'clock elders fellowship yeah five o'clock meeting with like food and beers and yeah. uh, cigars well, no, no, yeah, 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 just yeah, food. Yeah. i don't yeah. know what beverages are gonna well, be i don't there. know i just assume because it's your house and there's i'm pretty assuming i will i will put all of my money on the table right now and you have to match it if i'm right and i and you can take whatever i put on See, the table part of me is okay, okay taking that bet because, because i know there's no money you have <laughs> miller light at your house right now I do have the yes, light. Yes, I, I, right. I know. I know what you have. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have, you have a few things in your in, in your because you know your wife is a nurse, yep. mom. So you got Pedialyte in the house somewhere because yep. just in case something's going on there. You got bottled water in the house. I know that. I know because your wife's in there. You got wine in the house, and I know because you're in there. You got Miller Light in the house, and I could I could list a bunch of other things, but I know what's in that house. Yeah, I'm wondering if there is bottled. You got water. bottled water. I, mean, I think in the garage, just yeah, for course. parties. Yeah, yeah, you got bottled water. Yeah, I, think yeah, so. I know what's up. I've been to your house. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, that was a cool elders meeting that we just had. It was a, it was a good one. It, it was, was long, tough. There it was, was a, a hard one. Number of things we had to go through, but yeah, it was really, really good. What well, we know what made it awesome? Uh, the two new elder candidates. Two new elder candidates. Uh, elder uh, Chris. Elder candidate Chris. Yeah. And elder candidate Kevin. Yep. Chris and Kevin. Uh, sounds like characters from The Office. Hmm. Well, Kevin is. Uh, what, what about Chris? Is there a Chris? No. Chris Catan. Wasn't he on The Office or something? Who? Chris Catan. I don't know. Who? It's like an SNL guy. I yeah, don't know. I don't watch that stuff. No, he was not. No, no, no. Not. I watch documentary. I watch BBC. That's what I watch. Okay, first of all, yeah. the documentary is PBS. You know what? I was thinking about you today because yeah. they're looking to make a documentary mm. about whether the Loch Ness Monster is real. Okay. I was like, oh, that, that'd but be First chill. of all, what do you mean? Thinking, they've made a several documentaries on Nessie, no, but, which, yeah, which but, is what they call you know, the Loch Ness Monster. They, they, they went and they're um, saying, hey, there's th- three or four theories out there. Yeah. One of them is true. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, there there is no Nessie. Um, uh, they, they've, uh, I mean, I've watched the documentaries on the Loch Ness Monster. Mm. You think I don't watch that stuff? Come on. I know you do. That's yeah, why that's I was right. thinking. I was like, oh, Joe's going to watch this. Yeah. So it was it was a good meeting having the elder candidates there today. Mm-hmm. They'll be there with us tonight, throwing them into the deep end of an elders meeting, oh, and then man. throwing them into the deep end of an elders fellowship. <laughs> it's always a good time. They're man. probably going to just leave us after sight. They're no, like, never mind. No, I think uh, I, I think they're going to be like I think they're going to experience this, and they're going to be like, this is what God has called me to. That's what I think is going to happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. As it's going to be good. We have, the, we have awesome guys, man. Jeff Willie, come oh, on. He has listen. That I man know, this has week, been on. Fire. Filled with the spirit this week. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's been. Uh, so we have a Slack channel, and so we use the app Slack to communicate, or in, you know, in theory, uh, to communicate. And uh, so we're going back and forth, talking about solving problems, talking mm-hmm. about things, things we need to be praying about. Like so much is going on in our little church. It's crazy how busy we are with it. And Jeff, uh, Jeff's very busy. He owns his own company. Yeah, yeah. Jeff has been responding quickly. Uh, oftentimes before anybody else with scripture, uh, bold, uh, uh, ideas, mm-hmm. uh, wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, just like organization. Ooh, it was good. I'm just like, and every, every time Jeff posts something, then Jimmy texts me right away. Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see what Jeff just said? He got the Holy spirit. <laughs> it's awesome. It's been good. It's been good. It's been, it's been, it's been you know, it has been a hard week. We talked about discouragement recently. Yep, it's yep. been a hard week, but God's so faithful uh, to support us and to, um, I even told 
I even told these two elder candidates, I said, hey, you know what? Uh, in the last several months, every one of the elders has considered stepping down. Yep. And it's not because they're doing anything wrong. It's just, it's been hard. Yeah. And just like, that crosses your mind from time to time if you're in ministry. Like, maybe I should just stop. <laughs> maybe I should just do something else. Yeah. Every single elder. And I looked at them all to go, am I exaggerating? And they, everybody went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then it was just a testimony to how good God has been to, to strengthen us and keep us yeah. um, refreshed by his spirit and his word and, and the fellowship of the saints and everything. It's been been awesome. So we gotta we gotta do this podcast because you gotta go start getting the house ready. I gotta go. You gotta yeah. pick up your underpants and your socks. They're exactly. probably laying all over. You know, I just take one of those leaf blowers and just kind of blow them all into a corner. Uh, you're, you're saying that because you know I hate leaf blowers. That's why you bring up leaf blowers. Because you hate them. I hate leaf. Why blowers. do you hate them? Because they're heavy? loud and obnoxious. No, what are you talking about? Uh, no, I'm no. Because they're not heavy at all. They have wheels on the bottom. You just push it around on the floor, right? And then how what? you use a leaf blower? No. <laughs> I figure because they're so what big, whenever I hold about? one, it like hits what the floor. No, is that not how they work? I don't know. I don't have a. I have a rake, dude. I, have a, I rake. And first, and, and, and just because that's what you do. You first of all. Well, first of all, you don't. But first of all, nobody. Does. We don't rake our leaves. We just about, mow over them, and yeah, then it just they get all little kills small, all the grass. And then you're hoping that it. Well, no, you you go all over them, make them really small, like mulch. Yeah, yeah, mulch, and then the wind takes them away. Yeah, no, it, they just kind of pile up in a certain part of our yard, and it kills the grass. Why yeah. it, looks like just, an, it looks like a spaceship landed in our yard with all the got, dead grass. You've got four kids. Why can't they go put it yeah. in a bag? They busy. What are they doing, Joe? That they can't well, Fortnite for one. I mean, <laughs> I, I could list a bunch of things. Okay, first of all, only one of your kids has a legitimate uh, excuse. Uh, Catherine works. Yes, she's got a job. Yeah, Eli does not. Well, Eli has baby arms. Okay. He's got your arms. I have muscular man arms. Eli has your baby arms. He no, can do I, it. The Pat has baby Bongers. arms. Pastor Pat, you know you have baby yeah. arms. I do not have baby arms. Listen, look, look your other three Pat. kids could do it. Yeah, no, they do. They, they mow the lawn. And do all that. I'm just messing around. All right, listen, let's talk about this because we got a lot going on. We got to get out of here and uh, we need to talk about perseverance of the saints. But this time we're going to be talking about paragraph two in the 1689 chapter 17. Are you ready to read paragraph two, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm ready. This perseverance of the saints depends not upon their own free will, but upon the immutability of the decree of election flowing from the free and unchangeable love of God, the father upon the efficacy of the merit and intercession of Jesus Christ and union with him, the oath of God, the abiding of his spirit and the seed of God within them and the nature of the covenant of grace from all which ariseth also the certainty and infallibility thereof. Aren't you glad I read it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you know. yes, I read it. I read it pretty smoothly. Yeah, thank you for uh, pretty, stealing yeah, my good. thunder there. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's your thunder. That was it. Right that there. was your thunder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about perseverance. Like, I know you like Burkhoff, so why don't you tell us what Burkhoff says perseverance is? Because we've already talked about it. We've given it kind of our definition, but I know, like, you're a Burkhoff boy. Yep, love Burkhoff boy. And uh, and so, like, what does he have to say? Uh, Burkhoff, when he's defining and talking about the perseverance of the saints, he uh, he writes. The doctrine of the perseverance of the saints is to the effect that they whom God has regenerated and effectually called to a state of grace can neither totally nor finally fall away from that state, but shall certainty, but shall certainly persevere therein to the end and be eternally saved. Why you got your photo? I'm taking I a it. picture of you. I, I, I it's cool. It. You're reading the thing. I don't. You made it weird. No, I know why you did it. No, that's not why. Because I've got one too many. No, no, no. Oh, you I got, thought because I had one no, too many. No, no, that's thing. how you're supposed to wear the well, button-down shirts. Well, no, it's just hot in here, so I just... Yeah, I, I, unbutton I the shirt. You're fine. You're yeah, fine. Just, listen, my chest hair always shows when I, know, I wear a button-shirt. I it was just a little shirt. too much. I just, you know, I thought that's why you're taking you the You see what I'm wearing right now? Uh, yep. What is it? Polo? Yep. And How you impressed? I got three of them. 
I got this one. It's got this gray one, and then I got another darker gray one, and then I got a lighter gray, lighter gray, gray one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I say, you all, you have like this one palette. Yeah, this it's, one it's color pretty palette. monochromatic. Blacks, grays. Yeah, like the black. It, it does look very nice, though. All right, got them at H and M. Like twelve bucks. Good job. Yeah. All right. So, so this Doctor yeah. Perseverance is really good, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and, and and what what this paragraph does in in uh, paragraph two of chapter seventeen of the sixteen eighty nine is it is it it's squaring away that perseverance is not dependent upon the Christian. That's why, because you might think it is perseverance of those things. Oh, so it's our persevering. Yeah, that we have to work hard at this thing, that we need to make sure we're not stumbling, that that as we remain faithful, you know, we remain faithful to the end. And it's like, well, okay, so yeah, sure, that's all true, but that's not that's not why a person perseveres. Like your perseverance um, is not wholly dependent upon your ability to persevere. It's not dependent upon you. It is fundamentally dependent upon God and what yeah. he is doing. So yes, we work, we will, we struggle, we fight, we 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 do all of that. But uh, but the 1689 is very clear when it says that the perseverance of the saints depends not upon their own free will. So mm. you are going, if you're a believer, if you've been born again by the spirit of God, yeah. Right. Um, if you have been regenerated and effectually called to a state of grace, just like Burkhoff says, um, you are going to make it to the end. Like if you think of Pilgrim's Progress from Bunyan, you're going to make it to the celestial city. Mm. You're going all the way. You're not going to totally fall away from God, even though you're going to fall. Um, you know, you're you're going to you're going to see God face to face. You're going to dwell with God forever, and that is not dependent upon your strength or ability. However. And this is something that we talk a lot about here on the podcast, actually. Uh, that does not mean that we are inactive, right? I mean, yeah. so when you think about the 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 work of the Christian life, Jimmy, what are some of the main things that come to mind? When you think of like, hey, I'm supposed to persevere in the faith. Well, what is what would that entail on mm-hmm. your end? Like, what are the things that, that come uh, about by your participation? Yeah, I mean, I think naturally when we talk about that, I think we, we gravitate towards the means of grace, right? Mm-hmm. We gravitate towards, you know, scripture reading yeah. and prayer, uh, the local assembly, community, uh, worship. And I, I, I agree with all that. I think that's all all absolutely necessary um, um, components when we're talking about persevering. But I also think there's uh, going a little bit deeper heart-wise right. in uh, confession and mm, repentance. Right. Yeah, I mean, so like that whole idea of keeping the heart, John yep. Flavel's great treatise on that, keeping the heart. Uh, everybody should read that. We'll link to that in the show notes. Keeping the heart is the idea of, uh, you know, uh, through the use of all holy means of preserving the soul from sin and maintaining communion with Christ. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that, that hard work, which is hard work, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't come easy to us. We have to uh, uh, mine these means of grace, but for the purpose, not those. that's not an end in, them, in themselves. Too many Christians think about like, oh, I got to read my Bible today. Why? Because I'm supposed to read my Bible today. When the, re- the answer is no, you're supposed to read your Bible today. Yeah. Because you want to be close to the Lord, you want to That's maintain right. communion yeah, with Him. Yeah, because you know that you are a, you are a sinner. You know that you are sinful. You know that you gravitate uh, towards giving into the flesh, and so you want to start off growing closer to God, even just you know, repenting, confessing, and then meditating on His Word throughout the day. And so, you know, we've got the means of grace. We've got the heart work that we're supposed to do. We're, we are active participants in this aspect of mm-hmm. our salvation and our sanctification. Yeah. And yet we are not the ones that guarantees our salvation. That's the important distinction. Not our justification, not our sanctification, yep. and not our glorification. Mm-hmm. Our 
salvation is dependent upon God. Our perseverance, the 1689 says in this paragraph, paragraph two of chapter 17, our perseverance is dependent upon what? How many things, Jimmy? Uh, eight. eight. There's like eight, eight. Our perseverance is dependent upon these eight truths, right? So when mm. it says this perseverance of the saints depends not upon their own free will, but upon the immutability of the decree of election. And then it starts, listen, that's the first one. Boom, boom, boom. It starts going all the way down. We got eight things that your perseverance of the faith is dependent upon. Now let's just, let's kind of like front end, front load this thing. Okay. Why, what should these eight truths do for us who are following Jesus and struggling and failing and flailing? Like, what should these eight truths do to our faith and to um, our, our heart and our soul as we're thinking about them? I mean, I think there's, there should be this encouragement um, in that as you go through these things, you see that our perseverance is dependent quite often on this, on what God's already done the person and character and, and word of God himself. And so like, what does that, what does that mean? It means like, Oh, so I like, I will persevere. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to fall, but I'm not going to fall away. Correct. And like, so this should just think of the, the, the things that this should do to a, a Christian's heart. Joy. Yeah. Confidence. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, assurance. I would also even say humility. Humility. That, that should be a, yeah. like, we should be humble about this, knowing that, and that in that humility, we should be patient mm-hmm. with other brothers and sisters right. that are struggling and falling as Ooh, well. And with ourselves, right? Yep. Because like, we get impatient with others because they're not, like, why are they? They're not matching up oh, to our expectations. Yeah. How, come they they're not, how come they haven't learned yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, because they're like you, dude, and you learn slow. Like, like yeah. God is super patient with you. You need to be patient with others. And sometimes we get mad at ourselves. Like, why am I not farther along? Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe it's because you've been lazy. Um, but maybe it's because like you're just thick headed and it, it takes a while for things to really, for character develop takes time. Yeah. And maybe you're in this season uh, or in that situation or you're, you're because you're not done learning what God has for you uh to learn. Okay. So when you're thinking about your faith and am I going to make it to the end? Cause listen, man, I've thought about that before, right? Is my faith real? Is my faith genuine? Am I going to make it to the end? Mm-hmm. If you're starting, if, you, if you're feeling weary or tired or fatigued or discouraged in the faith, these eight truths should be an encouragement to you in your faith that not only are you going to survive, but you're going to make it all the way. And God is going to accomplish these things in you. Jimmy, what is the first of the eight truths that uh, our perseverance is dependent upon. I mean, our perseverance is dependent upon the divine election that we have received. So it says, uh, uh, depends not upon their own free will, but upon the immutability Mm -hmm. of the decree of God. And you can say immutability. I could just say it in that way. Right. And so that it's unchanging. It's unchanging. It doesn't move. It doesn't shift. It's not going to be taken away. What doesn't shift? Uh, The decree of of election. Oh Yeah. Right? And because it's, it's, it's based on this is, this is God's word. This is what God has, uh, well, it says here, yeah, the decree, right? Mm-hmm. That he has called us in that way. Uh, and so because we know that, that that's not going to change, then we know our perseverance, that we're going to persevere to the end and not fully fall away, as, as Joe's been saying, uh, because it stands on the word. Because when God shows us, he didn't just choose us to one day believe in Jesus, right? He chose mm-hmm. us to be conformed to the image of his son. Yep. He chose us unto glory. He yep. chose us for eternity. He didn't just, you know, it, this is an, an active choosing of individuals to comprise the family of God. You read about it in Romans 8.30, Romans 9, I mean, Ephesians 1. Yeah. It, it's all over the place. That God, and obviously, 
you know, if you're a flowerite, you're, you, you don't like this doctrine that we're, as, as we're explaining that you have a different view of it, but for the, Did you the, see that one message someone sent us. Oh, what was that? Was, okay. So yeah, you said, cause you said, talk about Dr. Flowers. Yeah. Um, we so, like him. We, we, yeah, we like him. So he, he had a response to us. I haven't had an opportunity to go listen to it. So I apologize. Uh, but someone else sent us a message saying, uh, Oh, be careful who you call out on social, on Ooh, your yeah. podcast. Yeah. Oh, you guys are wrong about this. And how, what you're saying, the 1689 is like divine or prophecy oh, is what he said. Oh, sure. It's That's prophecy. What all the time. And, yeah. and, uh, uh, be very mindful of that. Oh, and he like listed all these things, you know, but he's like, look, lo- love the banter. <laughs> So our minions love the banter. So he was always like, yeah, like repent and, and repent and confess. And da, da, da. Love the banter. Hey, man, we love you. You're a believer. We're believers. So we love each other. Uh, but for the record, if you've been listening to our podcast for, I don't know, if you've been listening to it for at least 90 seconds, you know that we don't think the 1689 is inspired or infallible. Yeah. In fact, we have exceptions. Yeah. We take exceptions on the Sabbath. So, anyways, so, I do yeah. need to. We need to listen to Doctor Flowers' thing. He took the time to put it out. We should listen to it. Wait, so this is a guy that was talking to us about something that Flowers said? Yeah, because Flowers just sent us, uh, or he didn't send us. He tagged us, but he he he's responding to something we did on, in the sixteen. He's always responding. I've never I know, listened he, to his yeah, podcast. No, he just did I li- I've, listen I've listened to a couple of them. I saw him on YouTube. I know, but he, I mean, he's asking for a response. You got, yeah, you know, uh, I'm busy. I know, but I'm we, busy. We I have a moment. Fortnite. We should. There's a. Uh, <laughs> There's leaves <laughs> that got to rake. So anyways, but at some point, anyway, just because you're talking about flowers. Yeah. So it, the divine election, man, the doctrine of election is uh, a lot of people wonder like, well, how does divine election not rob you of assurance? Because you can't know if you're elect. Yeah, you can. Yeah. The whole reform tradition tells you that. Yeah, we know. You know how you know? Because you believe. Mm. Like, that's the thing. Like, when if you believe in Jesus, that faith is evidence of divine election. Like, that's, yep. that's, I wouldn't believe if, if it wasn't for God's choosing. So, our perseverance is dependent upon divine election. Number two, our perseverance is dependent upon God's love. You see what? that there in chapter two, uh, uh, chapter 17, paragraph two, where it says it is built upon, that is our perseverance is built upon the immutability of the decree of election flowing from the free and unchangeable love of God, the father. Uh, when you start looking at the love of God uh, and, and how he actually um, is moved to redeem those that he loves. He loves us while we were sinners. He doesn't love us because mm-hmm. we're going to be saved. He loves us while we're sinners. It is while a, we are enemies of God. I mean, it is crazy. While we are hostile, while yeah. we are uh, not only not seeking after him, but seeking, uh, uh, but actively opposing him. Right. Yeah. Like suppressing the truth. Yeah. Right. Re- rejecting the gospel. I hated Jesus. I hated God and I hated Christians before my conversion. And it wasn't because I even knew them. I really didn't. I was just an mm-hmm. ignorant, stupid, stubborn fool. And uh, and so how can you have hatred for these things? But we just do. We naturally do, whether we're polite and moral or impolite and immoral like I was. Um, that's just our, our default. And God loves us. And that love is not based upon – because – let me put it this way. Because that love of God is uh, an unchangeable love, uh, we don't have to fear that his love will fail us. Because our love for people, I mean, I know people want to think, well, love never ends. Okay, yes, that's perfect, true, and ideal love. But our love ends. Uh, you know, there are people that love abusive spouses. 
and uh, they love them, but it is uh, a love that needs to come to an end at some mm-hmm. point, at least in some of the in some of the manifestations of that love. Our love can come to an end. You can be betrayed and and hurt and broken, and uh, the covenant can be broken, and and so the love that you had for them may come to an end, and you can maintain some kind of a love for them, but it'll be different. But God's love for us is unchanging because He is unchanging. He is immutable. And he has the perfection of love, not the affection of love, and which means that his love is steady state. Mm. It's a perfect love for us. And so because God has told us that he loves us, because we know that he loves us, and Jimmy, how do we know that God loves us? Oh, we see it in his word. We know that, and we've seen it in his, in his character and what he has done, that he has died for us and made atonement for our sins. Right, so you, you can't get it. It's no more clear than that. That is as clear as it can get. Word, Christ, cross. Um, I know I'm going to persevere to the end, not because I'm strong. I'm not. I'm weak. I'm prone to wander. But I know that I'll persevere to the end because of God's love. Boom. Uh, there's also uh, our perseverance is dependent upon Christ's intercession. Uh-oh. Uh, so the 1689 says, upon the efficacy of the merit and intercession of Jesus Christ. He praying. He praying. He is right now <laughs> praying crazy. for you. He is it praying is on our behalf. And you're weak. Or sorry, your prayers, our prayers are weak oftentimes. They're sad. They're sad. Like, let's be honest. Okay. I, when okay. I was trying to be oh, yeah, nice, yeah, no, don't be nice to these people. Don't be to tell the truth. <laughs> uh, they're, they're pitiful. Yeah, they're, they're, they're embarrassing. And, and they're, they're riddles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and despite like our best intentions, we fall short. We yeah, know that. Of course. Uh, and so, uh, but, but Christ, mm-hmm. his prayer, yeah. the efficacy, uh, uh, upon the efficacy of the merit and intercession of Jesus Christ, that when he prays, he is praying according to the perfect will of God. And therefore it works. Therefore mm-hmm. it, 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 it comes, uh, uh, it, 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 it happens. It comes true. He prays it's, for our sanctification. That's he right. Prays and for he's our praying for our, us to, to stay strong. I mean, he, he even talked about uh, Peter, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a great example. Peter, I am praying for you. I am praying Pray. for you. And listen, why did Peter persevere? Not because, because of Peter. Not, not because, because of Peter. Because Jesus prayed for him. Right. That, yeah, but you would rise up again. Peter yeah, was yeah, a screw would. up like us. Oh, yeah. Peter's denying Jesus all over the way, letting Satan move him in the wrong direction. Like, Peter was just like us, mm-hmm. godly man. Well, I don't want to say just like us and then say that he's godly. He was just like <laughs> us in a lot of ways. But he, he was a godly man, but an imperfect man. And yeah, he persevered because Christ prayed for him. And we persevered because Christ prayed for him. I love that, man. That's Bam. awesome. But it's not just because um, Jesus inter- intercession, but also because of our union with him. Now, this is what many uh, Reformed scholars would say is the cornerstone of the Reformed tradition, Reformed theology in general. If you're reading Calvin's Institutes, union with Christ is ultimately what it's all about. It's not about the five points. It's not yeah. about the doctrine of election. It's about union with Christ. So in short, let's just say um, the person that is joined to Jesus spiritually is joined to Jesus Eternally, in the sense that there is no um, opportunity for us to be uh, disjoined from Jesus, right? Uh, Think about marriage, right? What God has joined together, let no man divide, let no man separate, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, In marriage, well, when, when the church is married to Christ, right? God joins us together. Well, he does not separate us. Right? He doesn't. So um, it is a it is a guarantee because we have been united with Christ, um, uh, you know, by faith, uh, by God's grace. This spiritual union that Jesus talks so much about is a guarantee. It really it, and it's and you you have to look at it as the essence of salvation. That salvation itself is God 
grafting us into Christ mm. or hiding us in the person of Jesus Christ, and we are forever safe with him. It's also dependent upon the oath of God. Uh, let's see, where are we Say at what? here? Yeah, Hebrews 6, uh, 17 and 18. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the mm. heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. I'm going to keep going. Oh, yeah. uh, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so here we have this, this unchangeable because God is unable to lie. God right. cannot lie. Right. And so if he's making this oath to us, he has made this promise to us. He, it, you, it is guaranteed. It's going to happen. It's not like, it's not like when I promised my kids, like my daughter's like, Oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I want a unicorn. I'm like, yeah, baby, I'll get you one. Yeah, yeah. That, everyone yeah. knows that's not going to happen. It's, it's like it's like when you say like, "Yeah, man, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll get cigars for us," and then uh, and then you don't. Yeah, because like you you you. you Wait, did you I do that? Today? Oh, yeah. not today. Oh, I mean, but we when? aren't smoking right now. I know. But when, so when did I say? When did, well, I, when, when you, did you, I do that? It was implied that you were going to bring them and today. You didn't. Yeah, yeah. When, when did bit. I imply yeah. that? No, you you implied it. Yeah, I'm just saying like we we should normally we're smoking when we record and we're not smoking cigars right now and it's because I have you, nothing. In you this are text not thread. like you are not. No, no, of course not. No, it's implied, dude. It's implied. You basically here's we were like, hey, after the elders meeting, mm-hmm. we're going to record. You said, and you said that works for me. Yeah. It was that, a, that's it was where it's implied that you will bring cigars. <laughs> Here's what and I you said. Did. That word. The point is, is that God's oath is not like Jimmy's oath. <laughs> lying uh, to his daughter, lying to his Jojo. Yeah. Like God can't lie. And so what is the oath of God? Like God's oath, right? It's a weird, right? So if you read some commentators and some people, they'll say, well, it's the decree of God, which is true. But mm-hmm. I think it's better to think about it in terms of what are the promises that God has made? The oaths. Right, like oh, you're talking about, like the covenants. Yeah, so you have you have the covenants. Um, you have the various promises within those covenants. You have those summations of the covenants. Basically, Jesus says, "If you come to me, I'm going to receive you, and I'll never cast you out." That that's a promise. All those who come to me, I will raise up in the last day. Yeah, right. So think of the oath: I will forgive their sins. I will cast their sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Basically, God says, "I will." Separate. I feel like you live in the sea of. Uh, well, oh, I do. I do live there. Because when God said my sins there, He might have dropped me by accident in there too. Because I forget everything. Regretfulness. Yeah. Um, slothfulness. Uh, I'm not slothful. Uh, growing in sizeness. Yeah. No. I, 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 not that. So the God's oath is are His promises. Right, you will persevere because he who began a good work and you will carry it to completion. Right? Oh, the there you go. Promises of God. Also, number six, the indwelling of that Holy Spirit. Oh, well, we've seen that on uh, we've we've been seeing that <laughs> yeah. in, the, in Pastor Jeff. In Pastor Jeff, uh, <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is Jeff's jam. That's what we're saying. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Because um, here's what it says, right? Uh, that our perseverance is uh, dependent upon the decree of election. The unchangeable love of God the Father, the efficacy of the merit and intercession of Jesus Christ and our union with him, the oath of God, the abiding of his spirit. So when we say the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we mean that 
when a person is born again, when a person comes to that place where they have faith in Jesus Christ, it is because the Spirit has caused them to be born again and has taken up a residency inside of them. It means that God has declared that not only is the church his temple, but mm-hmm. the individual Christian is now the temple that the Spirit will abide in. And it means that we are then uh, sanctified in a in a punctiliar sense, like in a... In a in a sense, like we've been separated. It's not the progressive sense. We've been set apart for God by virtue of the Holy Spirit taking up residency within us, and mm. the Spirit does not depart. That's the right. Spirit is with us now and forever because we are in the new covenant. It, it, it is not a sense in which the Spirit is going to ebb and flow from the presence of Israel in the old covenant yeah, based yeah. on their obedience. It is a completely different thing. And you know we see this throughout um, throughout scripture, right? Like for example, in first John chapter three, verse nine, it makes this statement and people get really freaked out by this. No one born of God that is born again, right? Regenerated and indwelt by the Holy spirit. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him. And he uh, cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. So this relates to two things here. One, mm-hmm. it relates to what we're talking about. And it also connects to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. That, that the person who's been born of God is indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and that person doesn't make it a practice of sinning, which means that that they persevere in faith. They persevere in, in progressive godliness, even if there are detours along the way, even if there are failures along the way, even if there are face plants along the way. Ultimately, the Spirit that has indwelt them doesn't leave them, supports them, and leads them in the everlasting way. But Jimmy, why don't you talk a little bit about this idea of the divine life, mm-hmm. or, or this uh, how it how it's expressed there in? Yeah, um, I mean, like in First John three nine, like you just said, God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God, and so it's like that that you know we uh, we our lives are in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But as you talk about, his spirit dwells in us. What is the seed? What do they talk about? This, the the seed of God. What do you think that is? The seed of God. Yeah. You know, uh, like there's that book, right? Yeah. Um, uh, the life of God in the soul of man, mm-hmm. right? It is like a lot of people would say that this is a, it is God within us in this life giving way that it is. Um, I've always seen it like Jiminy Cricket. Is that what we're talking about? Well, who, who, who's that? Who, who, Jiminy Cricket? No. You know, like Pinocchio's conscious. I've never seen Pinocchio. What? Okay, I, I saw Pinocchio. What? I saw Pinocchio when I was 18 I feel years like old. That's what you're talking about here. You're okay. talking about a Jiminy Cricket. Okay, I hear that. I saw He's got Pino- a top hat. I saw Pinocchio, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep because it was stupid boring. Uh-uh. And when I woke up, no lie, when I woke up, Pinocchio had donkey ears and was in the ocean. I didn't know what the heck was going on, but I thought I was tripping. It was but, weird. So, so that that right there tells me: Were you on a substance when you went and watched it? I do. I was not on any substance. I was on the carpet. Uh, and when, I, when I woke up, I was like, what is this? So I've never seen Pinocchio. Jiminy Cricket's in that? Yes. Jiminy okay. Cricket, yes. So I don't, what is Jiminy Cricket? He's what like, is, he, you know, he's uh, he, Pinocchio. Uh, like his puppet. conscience? Yeah, he's like his conscience. No, no, he's like, no, he's no, like a puppet, life, you know. Divine life's not the conscience, right? The conscience is a different thing. Like a lot of people would say that the divine life is the implantation of, um, of God's 
um, well, how, what is this? How does it say it in Peter? We are partakers of the divine nature, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's the life of God implanted into the soul that makes us new. So it relates to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the doctrine of regeneration because God has made us new living creatures because the seed of God abides within us. Uh, we don't uh, persist in following sin. We persist in following Jesus, mm-hmm. even though sin persists in following us. That was really good. That you know what? That How was a, that? that's a bada that? bam. That's a bada bam. And so I think what's what's important here is that distinction that we're talking about is not like the idea of uh uh how we are made in God's image, right? So there's mm-hmm. a, there's something unique and distinct about what we're talking about when we talk about the divine life that this is reserved only for believers right. because that that uh for the regenerate and for for the elect because this is one of the ways that perseverance uh, is going to happen. We can depend right. on this uh, to persevere to the end because we have that divine life. He's planted it in us. I mean, it's just uh, it's just pretty awesome. And then we've got number eight, the covenant of grace. Why are we going to persevere to the end? Because of the covenant of grace. Now, oh, yeah, good. The good. covenant. Uh, is, oh, here, here's what it says in the covenant. I mean, in the in the in paragraph two, that we will uh, that our perseverance is dependent upon uh, the nature. Of the covenant of grace from all which ariseth also the certainty. And so, all right, Jimmy, covenant of grace. When, when, when we're talking about the covenant of grace, what are we talking about? Well, I'm, I mean, we think of Jeremiah 32, 40, right? Yes, we do. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. Oh, so it's like, that's ah, different from the old covenant. Yeah, where, yeah. where they where it was uh, you will be, I will be your God, you will be my people. Uh, do these things, and we will be together. If yeah. not, we're going to be separate. Oh yeah, you're getting the smackdown. You're getting the smackdown. Yeah, and then later, you know, discipline will hopefully it's intended to bring, bring you back, back to me. Yeah. And so, um, unlike the old covenant, this is a promise of the new covenant. Now, for all of those that you that are tracking along here, um, there are differences among covenant theologians about whether or not the old covenant was a part of the covenant of grace or not. Guys like John Owen and most uh, 17th century Baptists would say the old covenant was not a part of the covenant of grace. The Mosaic covenant was not a part of the covenant of grace, but it did point to it. And Presbyterians and others and most covenant theologians would say it was a part of the covenant of grace. Never Nevertheless, the new covenant, right, that aspect of the covenant of grace, at the very least, we would say it that way, at the very least, that is why we know that we will persevere because the covenant that God established with us in Christ Mm -hmm. is one that we cannot break. It is built upon Christ's obedience and Christ's faithfulness. And when you read uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel 36, for example, Jeremiah 31, you, you, you see that God says, here's what I'm going to do in this new covenant. I'm going to put my spirit within you. I'm going to change your spirit and I'm going to cause you to walk in my ways. How do we know that believers will persevere to the end? It's not because they are powerful. It's because God is faithful to the promises that he has made. He is active in our lives and we can, we will persevere. So for me, this is really encouraging, especially when I'm looking at my life and I'm thinking like, man, I'm so weak. I'm so prone to failure. I'm so tired. Um, That's so funny. We all look at your life and think the same. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no secrets here. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty honest about yeah. like where we're at. Yeah. Know? And how I far mean, back you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's why like I'm so sad all the time because I don't have any love or support. I just have a bunch of judgmental, hypocritical, mean spirited people. No, you're looking just at me. Eeyore. That's all it is. I, again, I haven't seen that. I know you told me that it's from Dumbo, but I've never seen Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> Isn't Eeyore from Dumbo? I don't know what it's from. 
I didn't grow up watching these. I did not grow up watching these kids shows. I love that. I love that. You were sincere. You really thought Dumbo. It's not like you, this is not an act, people. This is the reality of Joe Thor. I did. Look, I grew up watching horror movies. That's what I grew up. I did not grow. I grew up watching scary. It was movies. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's right. I knew that. I did know that. I did know that. You told me that. That's right. It was Winnie the Pooh and Tigger yeah, and all yeah. them other. Yeah, yeah. I look. I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't watch that stuff. I didn't watch that stuff. The first book I ever remember having in my possession mm. was a Universal Monsters book. I still have that book to this day. About monsters. Oh. Frankenstein, werewolf mummy, Dracula. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that I grew up on. When I was six years old, I had kiss posters in my room on the walls. And here's Joe Thor. Now that's you what, that's what you get. Hey, parents, yeah, watch you your kids. <laughs> watch your kids because they're not like me if, they're, if you don't. You get, have rules. I didn't have rules. Hey, everybody. Hey, parents. Have rules. Love your kids. The point here is, is that perseverance of the saints is a grace of salvation. It is a grace of salvation. God chooses you. He regenerates you. Um, He justifies you. He sanctifies you. And in sanctifying you, he is causing you to persevere to the end so that he can glorify you. That's his goal. He didn't save you uh, for any short-term cause. He saves a people for himself for glory so that forever he will dwell with his people and his people will dwell with him, and there will be this perfect love and community forever. That's the end game. It's all of grace. We can rejoice in that. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. Later.